This is The Takeaway. I'm John Hockenberry. Thanks for listening. The persistent and growing income divide in America is beginning to reveal other ancillary consequences. When we try and determine whether a community is healthy or not, it turns out that educational data can be an early predictor of a wide range of health conditions, many of which can then be treated, detected, and addressed. Often, it is as simple as seeing how dropout rates and truancy can reveal a shortage of quality food sources. Florida is the state with the biggest gap when it comes to highest and lowest rates of obesity, for instance. California has a significant health gap problem. This year, a report claimed more than 16,000 deaths in California could be avoided each year if access to healthy choices were equal in the state. Jamal Miller is the deputy director for California's Office of Health Equity. He says his mission is to create choices everywhere. Many communities that have food deserts, one of the barriers is with regard to affordability and having access to affordable produce in many of these communities. Many planning decisions that are made with regard to retail and supermarkets, these are simple solutions. But oftentimes when I get out and talk with community leaders and people who live in some of the most underserved communities in California, these are simple decisions that are often times not being made. If you're going to get at some of the behavioral questions of smoking and consumption of sugar-based soft drinks, unless you go into people's communities and say, stop killing yourself, right? you're not going to have any success. And even if you do that, you're going to be accused of not being socially sensitive to issues that you know matter. This is what happened in New York. You, you tried to ban sugar soft drinks, and mm-hmm. it just went nowhere. Unfortunately, sometimes the right thing to do is often the most difficult thing to do. You know, when we think about communities that suffer from violence, because of violence and because of crime, these communities aren't safe. And uh, if you go happen to have a young kid who's suffering from diabetes, who is eight or nine years old, and they're drinking the sugar-sweetened beverages and eating, you know, many of the unhealthy foods and unhealthy snacks, then the pediatrician prescribes to that family that, hey, we need to get the kid walking and get the kid out there taking part in recreational activities. But that environment is not conducive to healthy living because if it's the difference between my child playing PlayStation all day and drinking soda in in the house versus going out into a community that, from an air quality standpoint, may not be healthy, from a violent and and trauma and crime perspective may not be healthy, I'm going to default to keeping my child in. And so oftentimes your, your behaviors are sometimes only as good as what your options are. What's a local story that is an example of success here where you've closed a health gap? Just a couple of weeks ago, um, it was really cool launching of a community garden in West Oakland called uh, City Slickers. And it literally takes up an acre or two of a corner of a previously blighted area. Um, It's a means for employment um, for many Uh, community residents who, if they had been incarcerated previously, um, the City Slickers Farms has a much more comprehensive community-based approach to leveraging this community garden to respond to the food insecurity need, but looking at a more comprehensive approach um, to how this resource can transcend and change. And what I have found and what studies dictate is when people are starting to implement food gardens and are starting to educate themselves They adhere once they figure out that they can play a more proactive role. It's a very complicated set of social and socioeconomic issues that 
perplex many communities across our country. However, there are changes in resources such as the Office of Health Equity that are now positioned to work across various sectors in government and on the local level to literally build up the capacity and the resilience of communities. And we learned some of our best practices from communities. Jamal Miller is Deputy Director for California's Office of Health Equity. The Takeaway Zip Code Decoded series is supported in part by the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. On Notes from America, we have conversations with people across the country about how we can truly become the nation that we claim to be. Each week, we talk about race, our politics, education, relationships, usually all of them, because everything's connected. And you, our listeners, are at the center of those conversations. I'm Kai Wright. Join me on Notes from America, wherever you get your podcasts.